Hi, this is Teacher Tales, T-A-I-L-S, Podcast 62. I'm Paul Carr. The issue of gun violence often invaded my fifth grade classroom. Here's how I handled it. This is an op-ed that I got in the LA Times. Uh, Gun violence isn't something I expected to face as an elementary school teacher in Central California, but far too often it showed up in my fifth grade classroom. A shooting would occur over the weekend and my students would have to attend funerals. Two of my students lost their moms to gun violence. Over the years, various former students have been imprisoned for their roles in shootings. One wonderfully optimistic, eternally smiling ex-student came back from Iraq and attempted to rob a local bank with an AK-47. He was shot dead by police. I also knew James Egan Holmes as a fifth grader, not as the shooter in the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. And I know his murderous stats by heart now. 12 killed, 70 injured, punishment with life in prison, no chance of parole. He was my student. As a fifth grader myself, I did what kids do when I had to babysit my younger siblings. I went in my parents' bedroom and combed through every drawer. I found two tiny double-barreled twenty-two caliber Derringer pistols. At school, I put out feelers for a bullet and got one and later fired the weapon. So, each year after sharing that story with my students, I had them put their heads down on their desks and I asked, All right, kiddos, how many of you know where the guns are in your home? One student asked. Shotguns, too? Yes, I replied, shotguns. And I thought, oh, my God, they know too much. Second question, how many of you got your little hands on those guns somehow? The raised hands varied from year to year, but out of 32 kids in a class, it ranged from 5 to 11. Third and last questions, kiddos. How many of you have fired those guns when no one was around? That same earnest kid who asked about the shotguns was waving his hand in the air. Uh, What if we shot the gun with other kids? I sucked in my breath and stifled the desire to cry and said, Yes, yes, that counts. Every year, one to five kids fired guns. What to do? Guns need to be better regulated. This isn't really that hard. The Second Amendment doesn't need to be overturned. States and municipalities are already given great leeway in deciding gun matters. I think the right to bear arms needs to be treated the same way nuclear weapons are. Nuclear weapons are scary, and guess what? For the most part, they're regulated. Not everyone should have them. Why is that? Because the more countries that possess them, the greater the likelihood they will be used, just like gun usage among my fifth grade students. President Biden proposed including limiting ghost guns, strengthening red flag laws, and directing funding to violence prevention. The gun laws in New Zealand, a place I regularly visit, set a good example. In New Zealand, to obtain a rifle license, a person has to apply with the local police. The goal is to weed out those who shouldn't own guns, like those who are mentally ill, alcoholics, 
drug addicts, felons, gang members. A three-hour safety course must be completed, and it ends with a written exam. Once a passing grade is received, the applicant is interviewed at home, and significant others and family members are questioned separately. Is the applicant inclined toward anger or outbursts, or do they have socialization issues? Is there a lockable place for the weapon? Separate lockable storage for ammunition as well. Is it available? Handgun ownership in New Zealand requires that the applicant be a member of a registered shooting club. Then there is a six-month probationary term. Violation of any gun laws, including those that apply to storage, transportation, or purchasing, can easily end up with the loss of the right to possess a weapon and possibly even arrest. New Zealand is serious about gun laws, and the result is minimal gun abuse. In 2019, nine gun-related homicides were reported in a country with a population of 4.7 million. Of course, the difficulty in reforming gun laws in U.S. is exacerbated by the National Rifle Association. It is regarded as a de facto trade organization masquerading as a sports group. A hefty portion of its financing comes from gun companies, whose only goal is profit, predicated on the sale of more guns. The 150-year-old NRA has, a, has long stood in the way of restrictions of gun ownership. But with dozens of mass shootings over the previous years, and 45 in the last month alone, the mindset in USA seems to be changing, at least in fits and starts. While a solid majority of Americans favor strict gun laws, a Gallup poll carried out late last year showed support for such laws had significantly declined from 2018. However, an interaction with my classroom still gives me a glimmer of hope. One time, one of my fifth graders glanced around nervously and hung back in class. He waited until all the other kids had left. You said we're supposed to tell you, so here, he said. He opened his hand and outrolled an unfired 9mm bullet. What's the story, I asked. My brothers, but you can't tell. They'll hurt me. I made a personal decision, an illegal one. I didn't report the bullet handover. I couldn't. They was the local game chapter. It was a start. One of the kids knew kids shouldn't have bullets, and he acted. Adults need to do the same. So that was my op-ed. And uh, yeah, every once in a while, teachers have to do things that you're not supposed to do. If I had reported that, um, it's very possible that at the very least, that younger brother, that 10-year-old student in my class, would have been beaten and uh, possibly killed. So anyway, it's really not that hard. You know, there's no good excuse against having background checks and red flag laws for gun owners. So there it is, podcast 62. Thank you very much.